Welcome to the All Digital AM podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on the All Digital AM YouTube channel. Hi, everybody. My name is Adam Penna, and I'm here to continue the conversation today in 3D printing and additive manufacturing. And uh, really happy to have the two guests I have today. You know, I've had some conversations over this past year, and it's been uh, it's been an interesting year for all of us. But uh, I know from our topic today, uh, there's a lot going on in the world, and it's good when you could focus the efforts in 3D printing on something that is uh, giving back to the community. And we're going to talk a bit about that today. So uh, Jason, uh, Jason Zolomeo is here today. He, uh, he's from 3DP for me. And uh, Jason, welcome. Yeah, thank you, Adam. It's an honor to be here. I'm uh, a big fan of the show and uh, just excited to have a conversation about the impact of 3D printing, you know, and just how it can serve real human needs. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. It's, we're going to get into some good stuff there. So I'm very happy to be doing this with you. And, and of course, Gregor Ash here, who I just have been speaking with a little bit, but we've, uh, we were introduced from Jason and he is part of the partners there at 3DP for me. And he's also a scan of print expert. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to take a look yeah, at a bit of, air quotes there. Yeah. 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 We'll take a bit of <laughs> a better look at that. But I mean, uh, yeah, great, great to have you here, Gregor. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm really excited to be part of this. Yeah, yeah. So, so in general, Jason, my gosh, um, you know, you know, this is your story of what you've been doing, you know, and I know there's a lot of uh, background and effort that's gone into it. And I've seen a lot of, you know, struggle we've both been going through. We talked about that over the past year. Um, But my gosh, uh, when it comes down to it, you know, you're dealing with giving people the gift of hearing, you know, and doing that in a very focused area that really needs it, you know, when you you look at that. So talk a little bit more about that. I'll let you tell your side of the story and just the origin of how this got going. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, I, my background's in finance and I worked uh, in banking for a number of years in Southern California and, and loved golf, wanted to make the PGA tour and realized that uh, my game wasn't good enough. Uh, but it just enjoyed the journey of life. And, and when I was in my early thirties, kind of made a switch to more humanitarian work and ended up coming to Jordan and uh, just looking for an opportunity to, to make an impact and uh, I studied Arabic for a couple of years and then met uh, my mentor who had been here for 45 years and uh, just really uh, just knew how to get things done. And Jordan had great relationships and, um, and just really uh, was thinking about how we can provide uh, solutions. Uh, and he was, he was providing hearing aids in the refugee camps just an hour away on the Syrian border. He did a few thousand and, uh, you know, they did everything by hand, um, you know, providing the hearing aids. But before we get there, I want to take a step back and, and, and just, uh, kind of take, take a look at 3D printing as a whole and my, my kind of introduction to that. And, uh, you know, 2014 or so, I, I saw a video called a leg that fits uh, and, and that was really um, kind of crucial to my journey of, of learning about 3d printing. And uh, Gregor was in that video and uh, it was sponsored by 3d systems. And uh, you know, he, Gregor, why don't you take it from here, but really it showcased what 3d printing can do in the sense of the scan to fit. And, uh, and, and that was really inspiring to me early on. Yeah, that's powerful. I mean, and Gregor, if you want to comment a bit about that, that's a great story. Yeah. So I was, uh, you know, we, we were talking about my background, you know, I ran yeah. a film festival and had to go from running a film festival to being a 3d printing guy. Yeah. Uh, after I left the festival, uh, I was hired to, uh, to launch a, a center for design based innovation. 
and you know 3d printing was one of the areas of, of focus and i was really interested because it was connected to an art school in that juxtaposition between old ways of making you know mm. legacy making and future making kind of thing right so i hosted the symposium and uh someone suggested you know if you're interested in this connect with this guy kendall and you know he's he's creating this company to to do patient specific uh solutions so I contacted him and between the jigs and the reel, I had met Natasha, who's the, um, she's the, the focus of the story. Uh, she was in an art class, an introduction to forms class. She had just lost her lower limb in a hit and run. And this was four months later. And this is young woman here sitting in the middle of this class. And she wasn't talking about the loss of her leg. She wasn't talking about trauma. She was p- talking about this negative space that she had in her body as a designer an artist that she mm. got to redesign. Cool. So, you know, we were looking at, uh, you know, we took a quick look at Unique and a bunch of other players out in the field and uh, got a team together. And within, I think it was 14 days, we had an engineer and designer and we designed this this custom implant solution for her prototype and worked with 3D systems. They did the printing, uh, you know, and uh, quickly turned that around and it became the keynote for the symposium. And, yeah. you know, from there, that's where Jason and I connected. So, yeah. Yeah. And I go, no, go ahead, Adam. You were going to say something. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, uh, you know, I remember that story and, you know, when you get into what's actually happening, we, we, we threw out the words patient specific in there and, and scan to print, you know, and, and that's really the magic of what happens here with the tools that are out there in the industry, uh, part of the design process. When you're looking at someone's limb, you know, or, or what, what's left of where their limb was, uh, that's always going to be different. That surface area is always going to be different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to look at that in an individual case and actually fit something totally to what their actual fit is takes a scanning procedure, you know, where you could look at the surface and scanning is, of course, taking a, the laser that can go across the surface and optimally, you know, taking the picture of it, basically, and looking at what's going on and then getting the surface to print that out. That's the the bit of the scan to print process. And it's it's amazing that that could be done. You know, patient specific nowadays is, is a word that's used a lot, but it's used in a lot of different ways. And that's one of them. That's just such an amazing benefit to, to life. So, yeah, great yeah, story. Uh, I'm sorry to cut you off yeah. there, yeah. I'm sorry. I was going to say, you know, from there, you know, I, I started working with the company that was uh, uh, thinking robot studios. That was, that was, you know, that we got to do the design and they were about to open an AM center, you know, specifically for scan to fit, you know, around uh, um, implants. So hips and knees. And, you know, we hired Natasha who's the, you know, the, 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 the story is about, and she, you know, we started working with her with, you know, we had, uh, we had an Artex scanner and we, you know, we were using geometric free form with a haptic pen and she was doing nice. these beautiful fairing designs and the whole focus there was on the precision. And you realize in terms of uh, prosthetics, the precision needs to be on that fit, not mm. on, the, not on the, the prosthetic itself. So it was a really good example of how, you know, you needed to marry old and new together. So, you know, the opportunity to look at the, at the socket, you know, that needed to fit to the, uh, to the residual limb and to, to very specifically scan that and, you know, to look at hot spots and all kinds of stuff in terms of the right. comfort fit versus the rest of it, which didn't necessarily need to be 3D printed, but we were looking at feet and we were looking at sockets and all kinds of stuff there. So, yeah, interesting time. Neat. Yeah. And I, and I think for me, where it really took off as a catalyst is I, I went to visit Gregor and, and Mike Fanning in their office in Nova Scotia and really saw the technology and the potential um, and we were looking at, at other solutions early on and, um, and, and on a prosthetic side. 
and then we pivoted toward hearing aids because Brother Andrew challenged me uh, to look at hearing aids because there was such a need. You know, if you look at statistics, um, there's just one out of 50 people in the developing world that need a hearing aid and, and, and only one has one out of 50. Mm, So that means 49 don't have one and it's just a tragedy. And I think, uh, brother Andrew was challenging me, like what technologies are out there that we can look at that can bring more access to people. And, uh, and Gregor, Gregor's been along since the beginning of just trying to figure out how do we build a system that we can build an end to end solution and uh, part of that was the relationship we built with uh, with Dr. Brian Flygor with Lantus Technologies and the, and the direct ear scanner. And the potential there is just amazing. Um, you know, the ability to go in and take a, a scan in just two, three minutes with a balloon takes mm-hmm. 100,000 data points and then goes right into the cloud and we can 3D print. Um, because what Brother Andrew was doing was he was taking an impression of the ear, putting it in plaster, Right. And then and then heating up the plaster and, and it was an all day affair where you'd have to tool it out by hand mm-hmm. and uh, just minimum capacity. Um, so we're excited about, you know, how do we take, you know, the solution that we can define and and master it. Um, mm-hmm. And um, Gregor, do you want to share kind of from your perspective what you see are the potentials, you know, as far as kind of the end to end solution, um, you know, is in, in the scan to fit arena that. Well, yeah. So, so one of the biggest challenges in scan to fit obviously is taking that original scan data and converting it into the file that's, mm-hmm. that's going to be 3d printed post-processing, you know, that that's all there. And, you know, up until recently, you really stuck inside of a, you know, a, um, a professional CAD environment, which requires an engineer. And, you know, when you're trying to, you know, my, my focus, you know, after I left the Institute went to, uh, uh, um, to work within the field itself was, you know, it was great that we were doing all this stuff for, you know, people here in the West who have the, the money and the resources to access the, the latest and greatest in terms of where these technologies were going. But I was really interested in how these technologies would, would be fit and applied in areas of need. And then when Jason came, you know, there was a perfect example. You know, he was looking at prosthetics. Uh, solutions to be delivered in the camps at the Syrian Jordanian border, you know, so refugees who are, you know, a lot of landmine kind of situations, like people with, you know, uh, and, and particularly focused on on young. So, you know, trying to figure out, uh, and this was our focus uh, as well you know, on the professional side, an end-to-end solution so that you can you can really scale down that that mm-hmm. design time. So, using AI and you know, image mapping and, and uh, that kind of thing to, to really, you know, instead of having to take that, you know, that, that point cloud data and do all of the, the design work to get it to that perfect, uh, perfect fit, to be able to, you know, you know, have the AI working with you so that, you know, the engineer basically or the technician had, you know, some envelope protection built into the system but was mm-hmm. able to quickly convert that into an STL that could then be printed kind of thing, right? That's the process, so, yeah. Yeah, and that's the process. And, you know, it, it for, for me, you know, in terms of looking at medical 3DP, it, it, it is the Rosetta Stone. 
You know, mm. the scan data is getting, you know, is getting better where you need precision scanning. Like when you're talking, uh, prosthetics, you don't necessarily need that, that, that all, all of precision data. Precision. Yeah. You can do, you know, you can do photo, photogrammetry with, you know, uh, a couple of key measurements and you can get the prosthetic part of it, but yes. the scan data itself. So, you know, I worked with 3D systems for a while, you know, with the, their DICOM to print system. So being able to do something similar, taking, you know, an MRI, which is what we were focusing on and, or a CT scan and taking that data and then converting it into a model that could, you know, go into VR into 3D printing. So, you know, Jason's made, you know, Jason's an amazing cat, man. You know, like I, I've been, I've been in the game for, for a long time and I've, I've been doing fundraising. I've been doing business development. And Jason comes to me with an idea. He said, I want to do this. And it's like, you know, and I want to connect with these people. And I said, well, you know, there's usually a process to this and, you know, let's, let's put our case together and let's, let's do it this way. And Jason's like, well, I already connected with them on LinkedIn and we've got a, we've got a call coming up with the, you know, with the CEO of, of EOS or, you know, someone like that. And it's like, Okay, well, let's do it your way. <laughs> you yeah, know? no, no, that's a great point because yeah, yeah. you know it's it's not. There's a lot of projects out there, and there's a lot of people that look at projects from afar. Mm-hmm. And getting to know Jason, obviously, Jason, you're there. You you've moved mm-hmm. there. You, you found the spot where you want to bring this program. Mm-hmm. You've moved to Jordan. Now you're there. Mm-hmm. You're and mm-hmm. to take to actually do this takes going to the person, you know, and scanning mm-hmm. them and knowing what you're doing and building that and mm-hmm. building the community around it and making it, you know, part of their normal daily routine as far as who's who's backing it up, who's going to be doing this after you. You know, that's yeah. part of the project. You have to have somebody there doing it and you're doing that. So that's yeah. huge. And well, I I get inspired by the Jordanian people. I mean, no. the people here are amazing. Uh they're just uh uh, they, they're not only their hospitality, they, they bring hospitality, but they also just, uh, they're just a treasure, you know, and I, I just, uh, I enjoy living here and, you know, I want to tell stories. I think stories are powerful. Sure. Um, you know, brother Andrew, I asked him, I said, if you can remember one person who you were able to give the gift of hearing to and, and really remembered, and he remembered this young man uh, that was down near the Dead Sea and, and his father had been looking for a solution and the boy was like 13 years old and he had a tremendous hearing loss and uh, Brother Andrew was able to provide them with hearing aids, two hearing aids and his father cried uh, when, they, when they provided the hearing aids because he had been looking for this for so long and then mm-hmm. his son was able to yeah. find a local school where he was plugged into and when he got in the school, he was able to learn carpentry. And when he, when he mastered carpentry, cool. he, he started just taking off. And uh, he was able to interact with his family and his community. And then he started teaching carpentry to the younger kids. And, and then down the road, he got married. And, and he's, he's had uh, one child that I know of. And just a really inspiring story for me. That's what keeps me going is yeah. – you know, it's the people, you know, and I'm like, I'm 42 years old. We've been working on this for a number of years. There's been a tremendous amount of hurdles from the IRS to the mm-hmm. U.S. government to audits to uh, terrorism and money laundering issues mm-hmm. and just kind of figuring out all these hurdles you have to go through. But at the end of the day, what keeps me going is the people, mm-hmm. you know, and, and um, you know, we want to do this pilot that's 50 initial clients. But that's just the, the tipping point. And, you know, our goal is maybe 12,000 in Jordan and to provide 12,000 hearing aids to 8,000 clients. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but we'd, we'd love to go into Syria, which is just an hour away. And there's 19 million people living in Syria. And um, many of them have hearing loss because of the war and the bombs. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it just, it just like, it grips me, you know, and, yeah. and if we can, if we can come up with a solution that's viable and we can provide this, you know, that's what brings me hope. That's what it's gets all me about. At. It's all about access, yeah. you know, and, and they don't mm-hmm. have the access. So that's huge to bring it there and to have that actual gift of hearing. My mm-hmm. gosh. Now, now I wanted to say something before you go too, too much forward because you brought something up very important there. You know, you, you talk about people with you along the way. I know you had your mentor with you and, mm-hmm. and you had that, that loss this year. But uh, can you talk mm-hmm. a bit about that legacy that he left behind? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, he. He was, uh, he was tremendous, you know, and I think, yeah. um, you know, 45 years of commitment and excellence. And I think the relations that the relationships that he had built along the way speak for themselves. Yeah. And, um, and I think, you know, the, the, the relationships that he built, I get to stand upon, um, and, and just an amazing thing to, um, to just carry his legacy you know, and, and, you know, I think he did things with such excellence and he, he never wanted to, um, to, uh, to let something, even if it was small, he's like, no, we got to do it right. You know? And I think, I think that's what people respect in this culture. And that's what we're aiming for to do things well with excellence and, and to really treasure people. You know, he really treasured people when he interacted with them, he looked them in the eye and uh, really valued who they were. Uh, yeah. Whether they were way up top or or uh, somebody uh, in a, in a tough situation, yeah. Um, so yeah, he was a great man, and I miss him. But he taught me a lot, and I hope that we can. Um, what we can do is just a, a small reflection upon kind of his efforts, you know. Yeah, you're starting to carry that forward. That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful legacy there. And I know, I mean, my gosh, I've even seen updates lately, but I believe you've, you know, updated the whole website and, and you're, you're having what a new facility that you're working in now is that you're about mm-hmm. to get into that. So why don't you talk about how that progression is going and how things are actually moving right now at this point? Yeah, I think, I think we built a lot of momentum the last six months. Uh, Gregor has been, uh, working tirelessly. We've, we've been able to really, um, put together some, just some building relationships, not only in the industry, but also just on the ground. So we did, we did uh, sign a lease uh, for uh, a decent sized space. And I think it gives us a chance to grow and, and, you know, looking out five years, you know, we, we really want to build a facility that not only can provide hearing aids, but other assisted devices. Um, And maybe Gregor, you want to speak to that kind of, kind of vision as we look look into the future, uh, you know, what does that look like as far as an AM facility? Yeah, so, you know, Adam, it's, it's, it's funny. You brought up environment there the other day. And, you know, 3D printing is an environmental technology. People don't think about that. You know, you, you yeah. look at the technology itself and the space it has to be in, you know, and, you know, depending on, on which printer you're using, you know, the, the relative humidity, the amount of light, the heat in the room. Well, the other environment is is the the place where it's being delivered. So, you know, it's easy to to talk about these spaces here and, you know, what we can do at a production facility here. And, you know, and I, I'm a total believer in the integrated hub system that's going to evolve in terms of distributed you know, manufacturing, distributed side, yeah. manufacturing, ad hub, uh, you know, manufacturing, figuring out 
where the, the bag capacity is at the time of, of need and getting it printed there and shipped. But then the, the outcome itself has to live in a space. So, you know, in terms of the assistive devices, you have to be realistic. Like I was working on Medtronic, you know, upper arm prosthetic solutions as well. And it's one thing, again, to think about these in the West where you have access to power and all these mm-hmm. things and replacement parts. But what about in a camp? So the vision there is, you know, looking at uh, prosthetics, but then to, 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 to grow beyond that, you know, to eventually get to Jason's original vision, which was around, you know, limb prosthetics and, and, and other assistive devices. So again, you know, I talk about this character, the, the special character that is Jason, you know, the, the AM team that he's brought together, uh, you know, representatives from Ultimaker and, and, uh, big rep and Jabble and Carpenter and all, you know, these really incredible, uh, uh, global, global companies, you know, and, and including other, you know, other ones on the, on the design side and the, the, the long-term vision is for a AM production facility that can serve the humanitarian side as well as the commercial side, you know, mm-hmm. again, you know, having multiple machines, having, you know, having processes in place, having that end to end kind of platform solution where, you know, you can have a module that is, that is uh, hearing aids. You can have another one that is lower limb prosthetics or foot, you know, foot prosthetics or whatever it is and have the system be able to help you through that thing. So I think it's an incredible vision. The fact that after six years and, you know, the loss of someone like brother Andrew, you know, particularly so, so close to everything launching, you know, I only met brother Andrew on the phone a couple of times and what an inspiring person and to see Jason. So just so, seamlessly pick up while grieving and then move forward. And in that grieving, you know, lock down the space, finalize his, you know, his certification in Jordan, meet with the Prince, like all this kind of stuff. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's it's a pretty incredible thing to be part of. Yeah. Yeah. It's a special character that does that. No, I know it it does. And I mean, it's, there's a lot that's happening right now, moving this forward. And so it's exciting. And, uh, Jason, you being there on ground zero, actually doing what needs to be done is, is what it takes. And that takes a special individual. So thank you again for doing that. I know there's a lot happening inside, like you're saying, the growth of scan and print and what could be done inside of Jordan's, but like, talk about some of you, you were talking about what's going to, happen with the actual facility and then also uh, the fundraiser side of it because aren't you also going through a bit of that with what's happening right now mm-hmm. yeah a good question uh, I couldn't be more excited you know I think starting six years ago and just with the vision and and then and then Gregor's been with me since day one uh, or early on and, and Mike Fanning as well and and just I think seeing this really take shape uh, I get fired up because, uh, you know, just it's, it's really, um, it's really attainable. Uh, we had, yeah. we had two staff members in Boston just the other day uh, training with Dr. Brian with the scanner and, uh, things are really starting to move. Um, we met with the crown Prince foundation that has a 3d printing academy here in Amman, Jordan, and, uh, they're willing to provide us, uh, kind of a customized training solution for, for maybe some potential, uh, local staff that we can bring nice. in in the future. Yeah. Uh, so I think I'm all about collaborations and not trying to recreate the wheel. Uh, I am, I'm not a 3d printing expert. I'm, I'm, uh, I would say that I, I love connecting people, you know, mm. and trying to find a need and say, okay, we need this person in the room. Uh, and, and, and I get joy from that. Um, and I think, um, right now, uh, we're, we're collaborating everything and, and designing, the the lead up to the pilot so just focused on 
designing the space, um, you know, hiring a few local staff for the pilot and then, and then launching, uh, and, and, uh, also part of that is fundraising. So we're, we're just connecting with people who are interested to get involved. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if that's, if that's some of your audience, you know, we can provide, uh, contact information. And Definitely love- have that in the description for this. And I know it's, it is 3DP, the number 4ME.org. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It stands yes. for, uh, 3D printing for the Middle East or for yeah. me. So it's a duplicity of meaning, but that personal, personalized, customized, uh, fit. Um, and, uh, but I think, I think, you know, just having these AM experts on board recently, we've had a number of conversations and there's a lot of exciting things happening in that team as far as uh, capacity building and expertise. And I think having Greg along to kind of, uh, kind of steer the ship, it's just, it's just, um, yeah, I, I get out of bed every day. Jason, you don't, you don't refer to yourself as a 3D, uh, uh, (laughs) expert. But I would, you know, and I'm, I'm using the double entendre here. You know, you are a 3D printing evangelist. You know, the passion, again, that you bring. Again, you know, I, I come along to, to fill in some of the technical details, but Jason really has the, the passion for this kind of thing, right? And, and that's what's translating on the ground. And, you know, uh, you, talked, you talked about the, uh, the AM panel that he has, but, you know, uh, you really should talk about some of the initial research that's, you know, this is going to be part of the facility and part of the program is doing sure. R&D in, into future solutions. And again, ones that are relevant to the environment, you know, so it's, it's easy to work with, you know, a company like Big Rep or, you know, EOS or whatever and, and talk about printing and the way it's going to be delivered on a global scale. But when you're talking about, you know, the street, you know, there in Amman or at Salt or, you know, on the border or in these camps, it's a whole different thing. So having, you know, uh, some of the uh, the technical support and, and the research support to, to, to help with that next stage thing, I think is a critical part of, uh, mm-hmm. of, of what you've been able to accomplish, Jason. Yeah. yeah so you, t- talk about some of those, those bottlenecks that are left over. Cause I know there's a lot of steps to, to get you there. Yeah. So yeah. what's going we, on there? We, we have uh, currently um, just finalizing some approvals uh, for our office and then uh, we need a vocational license. And then, mm. uh, and then from that point, uh, then it's just going out and meeting with uh, community leaders, trying to figure out where those are uh, the, the folks that uh, we need to access that, that have hearing loss and, and want mm. a, a lower cost solution of hearing care uh, and identifying those first 50 uh, clients and then, and then hiring those, uh, we want to hire three staff for, uh, for the pilots an admin, uh, person to help us logistically, uh, a 3d engineer, and then an audiologist. Um, and then Dr. Brian will be coming in from Boston and then Marcus Stratman, uh, from Germany, who's a 3d expert on the, the, the printing side. Mm. Uh, and, and so, uh, running the pilot for 14 days, but then, but then pre-pilot doing a lot of uh, kind of uh, setting up our clients. And then after the pilot, you know, following through with these clients, making sure that, that everything is, is perfect and they're able to get the device they need and, and make sure it's functional. Hey, real quick, I, I wanted to hit on that, what you're talking about being, you know, perfect at that time. I know that the, the large amount of these are going towards children. And, you know, mm-hmm. children, the big part of, you know, scan to print that the benefit there is, you know, they grow. 
and you, yeah. you could go through multiple iterations as they grow very quickly. It could be expensive if you're not doing the right kind of process, but this is why you're going through the pilot project. Am I correct? It's part yeah. of it. Yeah. Gregor, do you want to speak to that on the pilot, kind of what we're aiming to, to not only learn as far as the model and the cost recovery, but also kind of short-term, long-term goals? Yeah. So, you know, obviously there's some best practice stuff in there and, and, and you're right. You know, one of the benefits in terms of delivering, uh, this kind of a solution, uh, to, to children is the fact that they grow. So, you know, getting them fit for the first hearing aid, but then as they grow, you know, being able to rescan and, and, and quickly provide a, a new earpiece. You have the file on record, you know, so if something gets lost, you can do replacement, that kind of stuff. Uh, but best practice. And, and, and at the same time, you know, we're, we're, do, Jason's setting up, uh, you know, a, an opportunity to do some A-B testing as well in terms of, you know, uh, a traditional design process using the, the scan data to, to, to production and fit and then using more of a platform. So again, through some of the partnerships that he's, he's been working on. So I think that's really important as well because, you know, you're, you're going to get that, that feedback in terms of how the scanner works in the field yeah. and the process. And then, you know, moving into, you know, Jason's all been all about cloud-based solutions and, you know, being able to have the data, you know, go up to the cloud and quickly, you know, get the file created and then filed into the, the printing process, that kind of thing. So being able to test that. So I think it's a critical thing in terms of the service delivery model. Yep. And from that, that's going to inform, you know, relationships in the community. That's going to inform the fundraising model in terms of being able to deliver on the humanitarian side. And then what some of those ancillary opportunities are in terms of the, the broader community, community and, and hearing aids, because that, that's going to be part of the solution as well. Yeah. That feedback be, uh, loop is a big part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I think we're, we're really uh, lucky to have a team for hack for uh, hack for impact mm-hmm. and uh, a couple of guys there, Gene and Evan and, and others, they've been helping us design a customized uh, kind of end-to-end dashboard ERP system that nice. will integrate that will integrate all these pieces along with one of our volunteers from Google, RF Hogue, who is a cloud specialist. So just all these amazing people uh, that I'm just so proud to work alongside of that have been really helping us define this. And so we've been doing a lot of work pre-pilot uh, to kind of set up for success. But we know that we're going to have to make some iterations after the pilot. Um, of course. But <laughs> yes. that's okay. That's yeah, okay. Yeah. And we're getting ready for that. Um, but it's just an exciting time for us. And and I think I'm just so proud to be part of the, the 3D printing AM community. You know, like yourself, many other people I've met on LinkedIn or, or just having phone calls and conversations. I I just think it's a, it's an incredible community. And just a, a dynamic group of people that are really smart, but also very um, impact minded as well. No, you're well, absolutely I, right. I think. Go, go ahead, Gregor. Also, I was going to say, in, in terms of timing, I think it's really incredible as well because you know, 3D printing, you know, and, and medical 3DP. Uh, has been taking a long road to get traction and and yes. really start to make the impact that you know people like you, yourself and, and, and myself, we, we you know we've we've known this all along. It's just waiting for the systems and the integration and then the adoption to happen, and then along comes COVID, and all of a sudden in the first wave mm-hmm. of COVID. You know, the 3D printing community is there at the forefront in terms of PPE and, you know, ventilator yep. solutions and stuff like that. And I think the sense of what that potential is now is, you know, is, is, is making its way, you know, broader into the you know, manufacturing sector, but also, you know, on the public policy and, and delivery side. So having projects like this now that are, you know, kind of bootstrapped, yep. i.e., yes, please, uh, please consider a donation. Set up to go ahead. 
but, you know, ready to go, shovel ready, you know, will show the potential of how, you know, a, a simple concept with a, a strong service delivery model backed up by the right platform. And you can, you know, you can just as easily deliver, you know, uh, uh, limb prosthetics and other assistive devices, whether it's, you know, working on guides for, for surgery, whether it's working on a whole range of things with, you know, similar processes, just different, you know, print technology, different material and different post, post-processing, you know, mm-hmm. so exciting and time I, to be part of this. And I, I think the other thing that's really critical is um, in those collaborations, Adam, is universities. And mm-hmm. uh, we've been talking to a couple of universities and we feel like technology transfer is important. And so one of my good friends at Stanford, his name is Professor David Beach. He runs a place called the, the Product Realization Lab. And uh, he's been a mentor of mine and, and uh, just an amazing guy. He's been there for 40 plus years at Stanford, uh, teaching people how to design things and, and uh, just really inspiring. And, uh, and also with, uh, with Peter and the, and the Technical University of Munich, part of our goal is to set up a, a fellowship program. And this is down the road, but we'd really love to see people come to Jordan, bring their talents and, and, and work alongside a local Jordanian and, and really not only build friendship and bridges to understand culture uh, and differences, but also to, to bring technology together to see how we can make greater impact. Um, and I, I'm excited about that. And uh, that's still down the road. Uh, okay. But the, b- both those parties are, are interested in discussions. And so that's also exciting, too. I think it takes a, it takes a village. You know, and you, we, yep. we can't just do it alone. And, and uh, so... I get more and more excited, you know, as we talk about this, but I, I think at the end of the day, it comes down to execution. And so that's what we're focused on with the pile is executing, showing that we can do this, you know, well, and mm-hmm. uh, that's what we're, that's what we're trying to tee, tee it up for. Well, yeah. Good point. I mean, you were talking a bit, obviously about what's been happening in the past and what's going to, could happen in the future. What, what do you see happening here in, in 2021 over the next year? Great question. I think, I think it's a year of, you know, setting up our facility, uh, doing the, the access to, to clients, you know, completing the, those local relationships that we have, uh, through, you know, kind of a, a holistic approach of in getting into the community, uh, seeing the need and then executing on the pilot, uh, and then, and then really, uh, figuring out how we can scale that. Um, yeah. And Gregor, do you have any thoughts uh, kind of piggybacking on that? Well, I think ultimately it's the, it's the year of realization, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's been a six-year journey and a lot of stumbles along the way, a lot of pivots like any, any kind of startup. Uh, but this is a year where, you know, uh, the, uh, uh, the resin hits the year. And, you know, and, and, and I, you know, again, Jason is, has been, you know, his tentacles have been wide. Right. So, you know, everything from the, you know, the World Forum in Davos to, you know, all over the place, he's making these little interconnections. And, you know, there's been a lot of hurry up to wait and wait and see kind of thing. Mm. Uh, I have a feeling that when things start to come together, they're going to come together well. And, you know, the, you know, the first opportunity with the years and the pilot leading into, you know, regular service delivery model there, 
queuing up, uh, you know, this first research project with, uh, with the Technical University of Munich and, and other partners. Nice. Those will lead to other opportunities. The connection with the prince, I think, is really critical. You know, you talk about the loss of Brother Andrew. One of the things that he brought to the relationship with, with, with Jason in an environment like Jordan was this thing called WASA. You know, this, this respect and this, this, this connection within the community. Jason, you know, recently there, six, seven years is, is building that. But, mm. you know, I can see him building that rather quickly because of, you know, who he is and that connection to, to brother Andrew. And then, you know, seeing how that then creates tentacles, you know, elsewhere in the Middle East, you know, the, that 3DP for me, Middle East, you know, I can see him realizing that dream and starting to realize that this year exciting that is awesome guys my gosh what an awesome project i feel very blessed to be talking to you about this and now that we have you here is there anything else that you'd like to share before you get going no i just i just wanted to thank you adam for taking the time to connect and and uh again uh just an honor to be on your show and uh and i i just uh i'm glad to be able to 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 walk and, and run alongside gregor for the number of years and uh just excited to see what happens in 2021. You know, I, I'm thrilled that this is what I get to do and uh, excited to see more people uh, get their hearing restored yes. and, uh, and reconnect into society. Yep. Yep. Gregor, any last words on that? Uh, well, I, you know, obviously I, I echo that. I'm, I'm just, I'm really happy to see Jason's vision come alive because you know there were there were days when it was just like oh this is this you know i i i absolutely from my point of view i got a lot of stuff going on and jason's dragged me along sometimes but uh, <laughs> i always feel grateful in the end so i'm really uh really grateful for being part of that but i think uh in my last message is you know uh jason needs help still mm-hmm. doing this so yes. you know any of your listeners who are interested in the technology interested in that application and you know, everyone has Kickstarters and whatever they get involved with. Well, this is a Kickstarter. So, you yep. know, I, I would hope people would consider, you know, uh, visiting the site and, and uh, supporting Jason in that journey. Definitely. I'll be yeah. putting links into this uh, this actual conversation in the description so people could visit it that way. Also reach out to Jason directly. But thank you both for being here. It's a very important and a blessing to be talking about this. Obviously, you know, this is an audible program and uh, take that for granted, you know, people out there that yeah. can't actually listen. So um, what a beautiful gift to have. And I uh, don't take that for granted. So thank you for doing this. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. And All right, guys. Everyone for listening. Thank you for listening to the All Digital Additive Manufacturing Podcast. If you would like to help support and be part of our community, take action and smash subscribe, press follow, comment below, or leave a review. And don't forget to share. Thanks for continuing the conversation. This is Adam Penna signing off. See you soon.